sing you a song, a good song of the sea. Away. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to The Shed. The Shed is a story salon from Brooklyn, New York. This next story you're about to hear is from one of our salons in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. The theme that night was Lost at Sea. As a child, I was severely unathletic. But in my adult life, the funny thing is I got really into open water swimming. And I'd say it's fairly serious because I'm signed up to do a 15-mile swim in the Hudson in June. And um, so the first time I really decided to go big with it was last summer. And I signed up for the 8-mile Boston Light Swim. And by then, I hadn't really done an open water swim in just a little over a year. So the race directors contacted me and they said, oh, you actually have to prove that you've done over 2.5 miles in the past year. And it was now just a week before the event. So I said, uh, there are no races going on right now that I can complete by next weekend. And they said, oh, no problem. You, you can just do the swim alone somewhere that's not a pool and get anyone to observe it and sign off on it. So this put me in the absurd situation of kind of looking around, lurking around my friends to see who might go to a beach. And I knew that I'd have to go wherever they chose and then just um, push out a 2.5-mile swim, no matter what the conditions or where they chose. And the people's choice was Jacob Reese Park, which is in between Rockaway and the sandier and more pleasant Tilden. And um, so I thought that was all right. And I asked one of the girls if she would be my observer, and she seemed reluctant to take responsibility for anything that day, let alone my life. But she she was like, all right, all right, I guess I'll do that. And um, when we got there, everyone just started cracking open beers and bringing out their flasks. And I was just pacing the beach, and I asked this 17-year-old lifeguard what was up. And he said, from his chair to over to that pier was about 0.6 miles. So I thought, all right, awesome. I'll just do three round trips and then I'll be good. And I put my goggles on and he stooped down and he said, oh, by the way, you need to swim out really far, like 50 meters. In fact, no, swim out as far as, even farther than you think, because these jetties go all the way out. And trust me, you don't want to get caught on one because I know this dude who got all ripped up the other day. And I was like, okay, because if you've been there, the jetties there are about every 50 feet. It's so annoying. So I knew I couldn't just pass one by and then be done with it. But, you know, it was go time. So I had to do this. And I looked back at my friends who now were already trashed and lying down with their eyes closed. And I just went into the water and I swam out as far as I could dare. And pretty much as soon as I did that, I just started having all these realizations and being in denial of it because otherwise I couldn't go on. So first of all, the water was a lot colder out there. And second of all, I just felt these living things bumping up against me from the depths uh, often. And then third, (laughs) I couldn't see a single human being, which I knew meant that nobody could see me. And uh, also there was a spooky current by that historical brick bathhouse. I don't know if people know it was like two big towers. And it was kind of like I couldn't get to the building. And then once I was there, I couldn't get past it. It was terrible. I just kept going. And when I finally cleared it, I just wanted to cry because I was so relieved. But then I saw myself just shooting by the end point of my first trip and realized I had to turn around. So I just whipped back around. And then when things were bumping up against me even more than usual, I thought, whoa, I'm really far out here. So I'm just going to permit myself now to go a little closer to shore. I think I've cleared the jetties. 
And uh, after a little while of this, I just saw something huge and dark bounding up beneath me. And I thought, holy fuck, it's a shark. And then I saw this mossy kind of hair. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, it's a dead body. But then um, (laughs) when, when it was two inches below my pale, gushy stomach, what I saw was a rusty, spiky pylon like a steel pylon a piece of jetty about to to impale me basically and i just completely lost my shit like i mean i actually probably shit a little bit and i i just like thrashed out maybe twice as far as i had been i just did everything wrong complete and total panic like i just you know just freaked out and and my heartbeat was just siren a siren song to sharks at this point um and I should have gotten out, but the thing was I had to do this, right? I couldn't not do this because then I couldn't swim the race. And even in the midst of this madness in my head, I was like, if I can't do this and do a straight swim along the shore on a sunny day, then frankly, I don't even deserve to attempt an eight mile swim off the coast of Boston. I'm sorry. So I just kept going and you'd think that it would be easier knowing what to expect, but we all know it was worse because now I was waiting and I was waiting for the vortices by the bathhouse and the creepy touches underwater. And I was just waiting for the next to run into a piece of jetty, um, basically. And also I started getting cold, even if the sun was just beating right down on my back and my hands started aching and that had never happened. And I never knew if it was from the cold or just from like plunging my hands in the water for so long. So after five lengths, I thought, you know what, fuck the sixth length because I'm at 2.5 miles and I'll just get out and then walk back to my friends. So um, by the time I decided this, the tide was definitely going out. So now I had to fight directly against it to get back to shore and that was unnerving. And then there was like a side to side current. So I had to avoid that because of course our favorite jetties were on either side. But uh, when my feet finally hit the sand, I just like rose up, stood up and people in the water were like, what, what the hell? And they were staring at me and the look on my face, I was just completely out of touch. And, um, I grabbed the first guy I saw who had a timepiece and I said, what time is it? And, um, whatever he told me meant I had been in the water for two hours and 43 minutes. And, um, so I told him that and his reaction was really gratifying. He was like, Oh damn. And, um, <laughs> it felt good to be back on land. Right. So I walked back to my friends and they were like, Hey, you know, they're, they're just like, Hey, we're really worried. Oh my God. How was it? And I just fell down on the blanket and curled up in the fetal position. I was like still shivering, you know, and I was just like, that was so fucked up. And, um, and I couldn't speak for a while. And then, uh, later I calculated that I swam more like 3.6 miles and there was an eight miles per hour South wind, which was blowing away from shore and uh, two to three feet swells and a moderate rip current. And, you know, I'd go on to swim longer courses and in much freakier conditions, actually, but nothing was as harrowing as that swim alone because out there I was confronted with how, um, you know, the difference between not being a quitter and being goddamn dumb gets really, really thin out there in the ocean. It it gets so thin, you know, and, um, but, you know, there's something seductive about being, just lost in the indifference of the ocean because you realize that the only reason why you're alive might be just because you are and you find that your arms just keep moving and you don't have to ask about the why of it all and uh, if you make it out of the void you're just you just feel lucky period 
And that's the shit that keeps me going back. But I'd be lying if I said I'd ever swim that stretch ever again. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. The Shed will be hosting a special night at Brick in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, on February the 25th. For more information on that and our other stories, please visit us at theshedstoriesalon.org. We'll haul up the anchor to this jolly sound Cause we're bound for the Rio Grande And it's away, Rio, away